Hey, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 125, how I lost 10 pounds in 30 days. Now, this is much more than a weight loss episode. I have a special guest and we're doing a three-part series on weight loss, fitness, and health. So my guest's name is Lisa Bodenberg. She is an incredible fitness and health coach who is also a nutritionist, a former Marine, and just an incredible person all around. She's a personal friend and someone I decided to work with a few months ago on my own fitness and health journey. So today, like I said, this is part one of the series, and we're breaking down what that first month looked like for me, how I was able to move through my cravings, find time to work out multiple times in a day, and overall just transform my mindset when it comes to fitness and health. So if you are looking to make a big shift in your own life in terms of nutrition, exercise, mindset, this is an incredible episode for you to dive into. And like I said, we'll be back two more times to talk all about my journey over the next 60 days. So make sure to tune in. Let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by the I Heart My Life membership. We've designed this membership with you in mind, the woman who knows she's meant for something big. And yet maybe you don't quite have the budget to invest full speed ahead in one of our bigger programs. That's okay. We all have to start somewhere. It's so important to surround yourself with the right community, the right mentors, and the right material that are going to help you reach your goals. So we've designed this membership to be that one-stop shop for everything you need in terms of mindset and business success. Every single month, you're going to receive a new training on mindset as well as another training on strategy. Plus, you're going to get access to two Q&A calls on both of those topics. All of this is going to happen in a private Facebook group where you're going to meet hundreds of other like-minded, incredible women who are going for their dreams. So we've also added in an additional resource bank so that you get all of the previous coaching calls and all the previous materials right at your fingertips right when you sign up today. This program is open for a limited amount of time, so you're going to want to get in. The price is as good as it's ever going to be. It's a small fraction of what we could potentially charge for this, if I'm being completely honest. So you're going to want to take advantage of this incredible opportunity and join our membership. And if you don't like the membership, if it ends up not being the right fit, you can cancel and you won't be charged again. So go to iheartmylife.com and check out the I Heart My Life membership. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Lisa. I'm so excited to have this time with you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So this is part of a three-part series we're going to do together at a 30, 60, 90-day increment, all about my personal fitness goals and my progress, and obviously helping all of our listeners to understand how they can transform their health and happiness and mindset um, by listening to all of your incredible tips and guidance, because you definitely are the expert on this topic. So we're going to dive into the first 30 days today. Awesome. Let's do it. So for anyone listening, you can hear the backstory of how I made this decision to work with Lisa on episode 124. I want to dive in today because we have a lot to cover. But first and foremost, Lisa, can you share a little bit about yourself and your background and what led you to become this incredible health coach, trainer, inspirer, all of the above? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a a bit of a different story than most people. Um, First and foremost, I'm a United States Marine. I'm a helicopter door gunner, a bodybuilding champion. 
a USA boxer, and I am a motivational fitness and nutrition coach. Um, and I kind of fell into this line of work because I was, I've been training Marines my whole life. And then I started training everyone else that I knew. I was, I was always just very, very good at fitness. And then I started to really dive into, um, the gym a little bit more because I was going through such a very dark time in my life. Um, and I had finally come to terms with the fact that I was indeed struggling with depression. Um, and so my depression got very, very bad and I ended up struggling with suicide as well. And I, I remember I was just downstairs in the basement of, of my house in Baltimore and I was looking myself in the mirror and I didn't even recognize myself. And I thought, what can I do to get out of this? You know, I, and I know that there's a physiological effect that there's, there's a complete change in our brain chemistry when I go work out. So I looked myself in the mirror and I said, you're going to do a show. And so I had, I was in no shape to do a show. And what I meant by that was a bodybuilding competition. I was in no shape. I had no experience. I didn't, I didn't even know where to begin, but I kept looking myself in the mirror every day and saying, you're going to do a show. You're going to do a show. So there were days that I couldn't even barely get out of bed, but I would force myself to go to the gym because I knew no matter how painful it was that I would feel better, even if just for a moment. So I can remember going to Gold's Gym in Dundalk, Maryland for maybe only 10 minutes before I would start to cry. And, and I would have to get out of there and leave. But I was, I, I was feeling good for those 10 minutes. So I would force myself to go back again and again and again. And those 10 minutes would turn into, you know, 15 would turn into 30 would next thing, you know, I'm, I'm in there and I'm cranking away. And uh, long story short, I do, I do my first bodybuilding show. I end up competing several times and I became a bodybuilding champion. And so there, I'm very, very passionate about, the effects that can change our bodies and our minds and how fitness truly saved my life. And then that, that's how my passion for the, the nutrition started because once I became a bodybuilder, I realized how, just how important nutrition is. And then I became so involved and so obsessed with it that I became a nutritionist myself because I wanted to know exactly the in and outs of it. And realizing that nutrition is 80% of the game and working out is only 20% of the game. Um, it was such a, a profound discovery for me that it was so important. I had to know everything I can about it. So that's kind of the, the long and short of it. But what, the reason why I'm absolutely so passionate about fitness and I'm so blessed to be able to have these tools and to actually look back and say that I, I'm grateful for the experience that I had because now I use it to help other people save their life. Wow, that's amazing. And one of the parts that I love about that story is basically your intuition and the guidance that came through where you had never done a bodybuilding competition, but that's what you were called to do. And it was like that feeling in your heart or whatever you, you believe in saying like, that's the thing that's going to save you. And I think so often people would hear that, that guidance, and they'd be like, Oh, no, I could never do that. I've never done it before. I can barely get out of bed. Like, where in the world is that coming from? And they would just dismiss it, but you chose to listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I, I don't even know why either. I, I'm a Christian and I believe in the Lord and I believe that the Lord put that on my heart. But, you know, talking to other friends and other like-minded individuals, whatever it is that you believe in, I, I do believe that 
you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to believe in anything specific, but it's important that you know that the desires of your heart are meant to be followed because that's exactly who you are. And you can truly do anything you put your mind to. So if your mind and your heart is telling you to do something, you're only you're only selling yourself short if you don't take the opportunity to go after that. Totally. And so how long ago was that first bodybuilding experience? Oh man. Hmm. Maybe probably five year, five or six years ago. Okay. And so at the time that we're recording this, it's August, 2020, and both of us are actually living in Los Angeles. So can you tell us a little bit about how you made your way out here? Yeah, absolutely. So I started with the bodybuilding competitions and I, I, funny story is I actually failed my first bodybuilding show. (laughs) I was completely disqualified. I mean, not even did I just like not really place or not come in, you know, in first or anything. I was completely disqualified because I posed improperly. So, I mean, super heart wrenching because you put in your whole life is revolving around this show and you step on stage and someone's like, boom, you're done. So it was, it was such a good experience for me to look back and say I failed. And, and I love using that to help others realize, you know, you should go after failure because if you're not, you're really not pushing yourself far enough. Um, but I did, I totally failed and I went back, I learned from it. And then I came back again and I won. And not only did I win, I, I won the whole show. I won every class that I, um, that I competed in and I, I was able, I'm able to now look back and say I'm a bodybuilding champion. But during that time, I realized that it wasn't for me. It was, there was lessons I needed to learn. It was very good for me to know as a coach, what I'm putting my um, clients through and what that feels like. But, um, it's, it's just, it took the fun out of fitness for me. So for my, for my last bodybuilding show, while I was getting ready for, for, for the stage, I needed a third workout on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes. You heard that right. A third workout. So I was working out twice a day, every day. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I wanted that third workout. So I remember thinking, you know, well, I was in the best shape of my life when I was boxing. I had kind of fallen into the sport of boxing. If you rewind um, several years before bodybuilding, I had gotten out of the Marine Corps very abruptly um, because of some injuries. And so I wasn't able to run anymore. And so I fell into the sport of boxing. Um, And then I just became very good at it. So I, I followed that for quite some time. I ended up um, volunteering at the Naval Academy and help helping coach the midshipmen boxing. So I really did have this passion for boxing. I just kind of put it on the side while I was bodybuilding. So I I was looking for that third workout and I, I found my local boxing coach and he happened to be, um, one of the best, best guys in the area. One of the best guys I know. And he came to me and would train me at my gym for boxing. So when he first came in, he was like, wow, you actually, you know what you're doing. You you know, we should get you a fight. And I was kind of laughing at him like, no, no, I'll never fight again. By the end of training for the bodybuilding show, I am sick and tired of the, the way that you have to train for the, for the competition. And I was like, let's do this. I never want to do bodybuilding again. Find me a fight. So (laughs) I started boxing again and I was just I was just very good at it. So I just, I loved it and I was good at it and I kept fighting and I kept winning. And then the next thing you know, I was like, well, I want to be in the Olympics. So I looked up, um, 
Freddie Roach's gym. He's the best boxing coach in the business in the whole world. He's Manny Pacquiao's coach and he runs a gym in Los Angeles called Wildcard. And I called, called up the gym and he himself answered the phone. I was a little bit starstruck, but he's just, he's just that humble of a guy. He said, yeah, come on out. I came out, I met the team. Next thing you know, I'm packing my bags, moving out here to compete. And I, I competed in the Olympic qualifiers in 2019. Wow. I didn't know that. That's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Just again, when you just follow the desires of your heart, where it leads you. And, and now here I am living this dream in Los Angeles, you know, running, running a business, which is not even a business for me. It's, it's truly what I love to do. I, I enjoy it. It's not work to me. I, I'm, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to, to help others and, and living the dream of, of being a fighter and being near the beach and just, I couldn't ask for more. Except for a husband, but we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm obsessed with this story because it is exactly what we're all about at I Heart My Life. Obviously, heart is in the name of the company for a reason. And so you followed those instincts, led you, it led you to LA. And obviously we met, um, I don't even know, maybe when was it? Last fall or something? Or yeah, I don't early, No, January? It, it, it must have been since January because yeah. I just moved it back out here in January. And so I believe we met at, um, at a lunch at, at yes. one of the, one of the restaurants in the ho- yeah. in one of the hotels. I'm not sure which hotel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was in January, um, hotel Bel Air. And we met through our mutual friend, Nick Pigeon. And then COVID happened and I didn't see you again for a while, but I remember seeing you in May again at that same hotel. And we, um, sat down for lunch and you were doing some sort of cleanse or something. And you ordered this salad and you had to be super specific about what was on the salad, what, what it could be cooked in all like what everything could be cooked in. And you spent a good few minutes talking to the waiter to get it perfect. And I was so impressed by your commitment to this cleanse when all of us are sitting there having coffee and bread and mimosas and all the stuff. And you were so dedicated. And so I remember just being impressed by you. And I think, you know, oftentimes I get the question from listeners and from my clients around how I choose to work with people. And oftentimes it's through relationships and it's also through people actually walking the talk and showing up in a way that shows me what they're all about and what's possible. And you're definitely the epitome of health and fitness and positivity and kindness. And I was really drawn to you in the way that you do life. Thank you so much, Emily. That is, that is such a nice compliment to hear. And I, I, I always do say that my body is my biggest billboard, but it's truly how I, how I choose to live. I, I know how food makes me feel. I know how certain things make me feel in the moment that I eat it. I also know how they make me feel after I eat it. I know how I like to perform, whether I'm running in the sand or standing in the ring boxing someone or whether it's time for me to put on a bikini, I know, you know, how how much power I have over how I look and how I feel both inside and out. And it's important that I make those right decisions because I always want to feel good. Who wants to walk around feeling like crap, you know, nobody. So I, I, I do, I do make those decisions for myself because I know exactly where the path that it can lead. 
you know, and I, and I've seen, I've seen people eat themselves into depression and it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's a, you feel bad. So you eat something bad, which makes you feel bad again. So then you eat something bad again. And then next thing you know, you're spiraling. And I, I, from my past and because of the things I've struggled with in the past, I I never want to go back there again. And I still struggle, you know, there's, especially around COVID, COVID was tough. That was very tough for me being alone. I'm a, I'm a social person. And here I am just moved to LA all by myself in this studio apartment, which is, I, I couldn't even throw a tennis ball to the other, to the other side without it hitting me back. But you know, it, it was, it was tough. So I, I had to make sure that I was using the tools in my toolbox to make myself feel as good as I could possibly, possibly feel even in these crazy circumstances. And I love the concept of being empowered. And like you said, you have control over your body and how you feel, because I feel like one of the reasons why I chose to ultimately work with you is because I felt like I didn't have control. And one of the things that has been really powerful for me over the last few months is getting clear on things that I'm tolerating. And this happened when I was at an event with one of my coaches back in February, where we literally had to make a list of all the things we're tolerating. And I had 60 things on my list. Some were big, some were small. And one at, you know, at the top of the list was not feeling um, as confident as I wanted to feel, not being able to lose weight, feeling out of control when it comes to food. And I think a lot of people will say, you know, I don't know what to do to be healthier. And that sometimes sounds like a silly thing to say, because of course we know what to do in terms of, of healthy eating. But I think that there's a lot of details that we don't actually know. And so I realized for myself that I had to get in control of my eating, of my exercise, and that in order to perform at the next level in my company, that was a requirement. It was a non-negotiable. And I think for me, one of the biggest hangups though, was just the amount of time it would take. And so that was always a roadblock. And I remember even telling you this in person that the business stuff I'm good with, like I can do it, I can make money, all those, all that. And then when it comes to the health and setting aside time to really focus in on that, I felt like I was, it was one place where I was in scarcity and I had a lack of knowledge. And so that's why I felt like now I really need to get support because I've been supported in other areas. I know how to do the other things, but now this, this part still had a question mark for me. Yeah. And I do hear that very often, but the way that I like to portray it is, you know, anything new seems scary. And when one of those things that make it seem or feel scary can be because you don't feel like you have the time, but once that becomes your normal daily life, your normal daily routine, it's, it's not about time. And and you have, you do, you, you find that you do have the time because that's part of your life. You know, nobody would wake up in the morning, you know, get dressed and and run out the door without brushing their teeth because they don't have the time, you know, and and maybe they do, but that's terrible, you know? So I, I kind of, I kind of relate it to things like that. You know, we, we, there's certain things that you just, you can't sacrifice because it's part of your daily routine and it's part of, it's, it's important. It's just, it's a non-negotiable. So I always, I always kind of relate it to that. And now that it's become part of your routine, it's so much easier and it is second nature. And it, it probably doesn't take you any more time to prepare the right kinds of foods for you as it would to prepare the unhealthy foods, you know, and you can even, there's even so many ways that I love to teach people how to save time and money. Most people don't realize how much money they can save 
by eating properly and eating healthy because you're eating out less and the right things that you're purchasing in the grocery store. So you, it, yeah, it's all about perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, so just so you're aware, there have been plenty of days where I get to two o'clock and I realize I haven't brushed my teeth. And I know that's so gross, but I'm sharing that because I'm so obsessed with my work that like over the last six years, it has become all encompassing. And that's why 2020 has been such a game changer for me is making a shift into taking care of myself personally in a way that I haven't ever before. And so although like there are certain habits where you're like, yeah, it's non-negotiable. Like not everyone has that innately instilled in them. And my go-to is work harder at the business. And so for me, it's been a complete like transformation, which I'll talk about in a second to be someone who actually is able to carve out two and a half hours out of the day to work out and work on my, my, you know, personal self, my body, my health. Like that is something I never thought I would do. Yeah. And it's huge. And you've, you've made such strides with that as well. And you can, you can see it, you can hear it in your voice. You know, you can, I get the luxury of actually seeing you in person. Whereas a lot of my clients, I don't ever see in person, but I, I, I get that opportunity. And it was, Oh, I, I, I'll never forget the first time I saw you, which was for James's birthday. And it was the first time I had seen you since we started working together. And I had to double take, I was like, Oh my gosh, it was just so amazing because you, you, you walk different, you talk different, you think different, you act different. You're, 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 you're almost glowing. You're like, you're happier. You're more vibrant. It's just, it's in your system, you know? And I, I loved seeing that on you. I was just so excited for that. You're so sweet. Yeah. So let's take it back because it's been 30 days now officially today. And one of the things that I decided to do, which it, it was kind of a deliberate decision, but also kind of a happy accident, um, if you believe in accidents, which I don't. So James was actually doing, uh, taking a camping trip with his friends. And I had thought about going somewhere myself and taking a full week off work, which I've never done. And it just so happened that I decided to work with you. And that was going to be the first week that I was going to be starting the program. And I remember when we had our initial call, one of the things you said to me, well, there were two things that I'll never forget. You said that I'm not eating enough, which of course, every client loves to hear that. And then the second thing was that I deserve to be supported. And that really touched me emotionally because I was like, you know what? I don't have to do this alone anymore. And so I decided to commit to the process and work with you. And so you sent over the meal plan and the foods I was going to be eating and the exercise regime. And it was really amazing because I recognized in that period of time as well, how often I rely on external things to make me happy, like the hotel, like the restaurants, all of those, those things. Things that I, I do absolutely love, but this week was literally in particular about me just finding joy and happiness within myself at home and paying attention to what I was eating and, and really shifting my mindset around some of my habits. And so the first week, I don't think, um, I, I, I don't, I can't say like it was incredibly challenging because I didn't feel hungry. I've been on other meal plans where I, you know, I was miserable because 
Um, I was hungry and I wasn't eating enough, but I felt like the exercise was something I could do. It was definitely a longer exercise than what I was used to, but I felt confident in it. There were a few things that came up for me around craving cheese, which really surprised me. I didn't crave sugar or bread, but it was cheese. (laughs) So you helped me work through that. Um, And then getting used to drinking more water and measuring all of my food. So can you talk to people a little bit about what that first few weeks, like the purpose of it and what some of the the process looks like on your plan. Yeah. And in the first, the first few weeks are, are, there's a lot of changes. It's really that very first week where a client's going to, they're going to realize like I'm, I'm committed and I'm doing this or there's no way I can do this because it can be very overwhelming. So I, I try my best to prepare people for that first initial phase that it's okay. If you don't understand everything, it's okay. If it feels overwhelming, it's okay. If you don't think you have it all together in the first day, you're not going to go from, you know, not, not knowing how to walk to being able to ride a bike with nothing in between. There's steps that have to be accomplished. And just knowing that that's going to take place is half the battle. And then allowing me to coach you through that. And so knowing that it's going to be overwhelming just because it's different and it feels like a lot of information that you can always go back to. So I like for, for me, I am the complete opposite in business that you are. So for example, I was on a phone call yesterday with, um, um, our friend Maggie, who does an incredible job with, with Instagram. That's her, her area of expertise. And within that 45 minute phone call, I felt anxiety building up in my chest because of the things she was telling me to do and how she was speaking of what I, what I needed to do. I instantly wanted to, to quit because I don't know it. I don't understand it. I'm not good at it, but I know that no matter what the goal is, no matter what the process is, that, that, that there is a process and you just have to take one step at a time. And just like she is, is going to coach me on my Instagram. I coach my clients on their health. So it's just that one step at a time. So just being aware. And there's so much more involved than the actual fitness and nutrition. There are habits that need to be broken and new habits that need to be built. Understanding our relationship with food and how it makes us feel, understanding why we are choosing these certain habits is so much more important because it's going to provide you with a lifestyle change. One of my biggest pet peeves about in other individuals in the fitness and in the health industry is they want to make money. And yeah, do I want to make money? Of course, I want to survive and I want to, th- I want to thrive. But my goal is not to make money. My goal is to help others change their lives. And I firmly believe that if I follow my passion, the money will be there. I'm, I'm not going to go hungry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to survive. But if I can help people change their lives, that how much more gratifying is that than someone else who is just trying to make money, give you a quick fix, and then you're going to have to three months later go back to where you, where you were. I couldn't sleep at night if that's the case. That's just not who I am. And that's largely why I left big box gym because I did not like the way that they treated their clients. I did not like the way that they trapped them into contracts. And I was being forced to put my name in front of lies. And that's not the person I am. I'm an integrity, integrity driven Christian 
United States Marine. You're never going to hear me anything less than that or see me do anything less than that. So giving people the tools to change their lives permanently, not a yo-yo diet. And that's one of the biggest problems I see is individuals doing yo-yo diets where they do so well because they followed this program or whatever the case. And then as soon as that program ends, they rebound right back. Whereas with my, with my program, it's very important that we get through that first phase because of those, those habits and those circumstances that you're so used to are so important to change and to understand the why behind the what so that you can, can change your life and you don't ever have to rebound back to a yo-yo diet because that's like taking, that's like somebody handing you a million dollars and then you have it for a moment and then right in front of your face, they burn it all. Like, okay, now you got to start again. Well, it is so interesting because, you know, if we're just using money as an example, so many, like such a huge percentage of lottery winners, they, they will squander that money and will revert back to where they were previously because we have these set points. So what do you feel is the difference between your clients who continue on and have created and instilled these changes and transform their lifestyle versus people who maybe revert back? I have had people tell me every excuse in the book. Now, I I don't know if the things I'm going to list are true or not, because I've had many people give me these exact same excuses. So it's, I'm not sure if they're excuses or if some of them are real. I'll never know. But telling me that they, you know, they lost their job or their husband lost their job or another reason that they can't, you know, they can't make a payment or this isn't right for them. Or I've been told I'm trying to isolate them. I mean, anything that, that you can think of that they come up with when in reality, it's an excuse for why they're not willing to commit to themselves. They don't think they can do it. They don't believe in themselves. They don't like the fact that it's challenging. Of course, it's going to be hard work. Everything in, in life is hard work. It doesn't mean that because it's not easy, it's not attainable, but Anything that I've ever found is worth it comes with some sort of hard work behind it. So totally. It's just the mind, you know, we talk a lot about stopping strategies in my life and the things that our mind will bring up or even the circumstances are that will create. Uh, and, and we use those as a reason to stop and not move forward. And I know that even when I've texted you before about certain cravings, you're like, it's not real. It's just your mind going to that place, telling you that you want something. It's not your body. And so being able to be the observer of your mind and differentiate what is actually true, actually truth. And what is a stopping strategy? I feel like because I've learned that in business, it's helped me throughout this experience as well. Absolutely. Because I would venture to say the vast majority of people don't dive deep into their minds and into what their thoughts are and understand that they can control their thoughts. You know, most people don't realize that we control our own thoughts. You know, when I'm, when I'm struggling, when I'm feeling low and down and and depressed, I recognize my thoughts. Okay. What am I telling myself? What am I thinking? And then stop and start to think what I want to think even if it's not true in the moment, even if I'm really sad and really not feeling it, you know, I tell myself positive affirmations in the mirror. I can do, you can do anything you put your mind to. You're happy. You're so grateful. Finding something that you're so grateful for, even if it's just the roof over your head. I I mean, I'm, I'm willing to bet 
you know, anything on the, the next statement that anyone who's listening to this podcast right now has 10 things easily to be grateful for that the rest of people in this world may never even have the opportunity to see, let alone own. So it's really about a mindset shift and a perspective and knowing that you can change your own thoughts. Exactly. And I think for me, the first week, there were definitely challenges, but the second week was harder for me. And that's because James came back from his trip. And I think, you know, when you're alone and you're prepping your food and there's no distractions, no one's eating something that you're craving right next to you on the couch. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot easier. And I know that that could sound like an excuse, but I had to figure out how to live this new lifestyle. And I was still learning myself, but do it amongst James with his own practices and his own life. And so for me, that was, that was a challenge. And I remember that week in particular, we also had my brother coming to visit and he had just gotten engaged. He just bought a house and I wanted to take him out to a nice dinner. And I was like wrestling with this feeling of what do I do? Because this is, you know, I know everyone says once in a lifetime, but it really was like my brother's probably only going to get engaged once. It's his first house. He hasn't ever come to visit us in California. And so I wanted to have a glass of champagne and celebrate with him. But I was like, Lisa said no alcohol for six weeks at least. And, and, you know, I'm going to be such a terrible client if I have this, this glass of alcohol. But then I ultimately realized my desire was to have the glass of champagne. And so I worked through it and got to the place where I wasn't making myself feel guilty. I didn't feel bad. And in the moment, like thoroughly, I can say a hundred percent enjoyed this glass of champagne. And that was, it sounds so simple, but that was such a huge deal for me because I've spent so many years. I mean, as long as I can remember since I was a little girl, thinking that I was fat, thinking that I was doing something wrong, making myself wrong. My sister was always much thinner than me. And so is my mom. And so this started really, really young, this like self abuse essentially. And so to have that shift and to not make myself wrong for that decision was just like a huge relief. Absolutely. And so two points I want to make on there is one, Oftentimes in America, now I'm, I come from a New York Italian family. Everything revolves around food. And oftentimes in America as well, the same thing. And there's different cultures that I've seen that with. I mean, in, in the Jewish uh, religion, they have a Shabbat, which is a large meal on, on um, I believe it's on a Friday. I don't know if it has to be, I'm, I'm not too certain, but <clears throat> they have a large, a large homemade meal in there. They come together. So there, there's there's so many different cultures, and especially in America, a lot of things are revolving around food. So I would I would challenge people listening to this to come up with a different way, come up with another alternative. How could you have, for your example, how, how could you have taken your brother out to celebrate him not revolving it around food and still get that same experience? Now, on the second note, your decision to have that glass of champagne and how you felt about it was 100% correct. And I always tell people that, you know, I always ask my clients, is it worth it to you? For example, I don't eat ice cream. I don't like how it makes me feel. I, my body doesn't do well with dairy. Do I like ice cream? Yeah, I absolutely love it. But when I go home to Buffalo and I take my nieces and nephews out for ice cream, do I have ice cream? Yeah, of course I do. I'm sitting there with these kids who make me so happy that I've never felt happiness or joy or love that I do when I, when I sit with my nieces and nephews. 
of course I'm going to take that, take them out to ice cream and have ice cream with them because it's the experience and it, it's how it makes me feel. So is it worth it in that moment? Yes. 100%. Is it worth it when I'm home alone sitting on the couch because I don't feel good? Nope. Right. Not at all. Completely different scenarios. So is it worth it to you? Yes. And if it is, if it's worth that experience and it's that isolated once in a while, once in a lifetime experience, absolutely enjoy that. Those are the sweeter things in life, but they don't happen every day. Exactly. And I remember you telling me, you know, those restaurants are still going to be there. That experience is still going to be there. It's not like do or die here. It's just, you know, a certain period in your life. And one of the things that you talk about a lot is how weight loss is obviously more challenged than min- challenging than min- maintaining the weight. And so I think for me, being able to understand like, this is a phase in my life. This is not a forever thing. And it's really incredible what I'm doing. This is going to create amazing results, whether it's health results, energy results in the business results, results in my relationships. And so looking at the positive versus maybe what I'm missing out on or any sort of loss pain that may be there. And obviously we can do that in any area of our life, not just fitness is shifting the focus to what we're gaining and that opportunity benefit that's there versus the loss. Yeah. And, and, and I always ask for the initial six weeks and it's, it's not your forever, but this is your time that you've committed to yourself to buckle down, to give yourself a hundred percent effort. And it's the, it's the optimal amount of time that your body can make changes and plenty of time for you to learn new habits as well. So that six week period, that's all I asked for in, in the beginning. After that, we're going to go into like more lifestyle where you can have different things and you're learning how to have quote unquote cheat meals, which I don't really like to, to, to say because then you're training your brain to think that when you have that, it's cheating and then you feel guilty. Right. So it, it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of a touchy subject and, and everyone is a little bit different, but I, do, I, I, I don't always eat you know, protein and vegetables. On a normal Monday through Friday, yes, that's, the, that's vastly what I eat. But be, that's because of how I'm performing and my body needs that and the workouts that I'm doing. And when I'm stepping into the ring, I am eating to feel a certain way, to look a certain way, to have a certain standard, but that's not always. And I don't feel bad when we go out somewhere and, and enjoy something. And if I want a piece of pizza or if I want an ice cream or something like that, I, I don't feel bad about it because it's not my normal anymore. My normal is the healthy foods. So that first six weeks is just, that's your time to buckle down and to say, all right, I'm going to give myself maximum effort and realize all of the things that are going to change within that process. And I know a big part of the the plan is, like you said, eating um, the vegetables and the protein and limiting in terms of the... um, portion size, but having more small meals. And then a big part that I've noticed, obviously, and been through is the exercise regimes. And there was one one morning in particular where I was working out and my neighbor across the street, he saw me and said hi. And then he went to the gym and came back and I was still there working out. And he's like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And I was just joking. I said, well, I hired a Marine to get me in shape. And, you know, I'm (laughs) working out like two and a half hours today. And he's like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. 
And I thought to myself, well, I didn't think I could do it either. But here I am in this gym working out for hours and still running a business, still leading a team, still making money, all the stuff, still being married, happily married. And um, I think so often people think that they can't do it or they think that it's not going to be possible or they don't have enough time, um, in particular when it comes to the exercise and prepping the meals and figuring out the portions. So can you speak a little bit to... Uh, in particular, the importance of exercise and strength training as you're creating this new lifestyle? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say, I know at the beginning I said that exercise is only 20% and, and I don't want to minimize that because truly when you, when you work out, you release specific hormones in our body. So the level of serotonin reuptake in your brain is greater when you're, when you're working out. So serotonin is the, is the happy hormone. So when, when the reuptake is greater, it, it, it's not only causing you to, it's not, you're not producing more, it's, it's actually ha- having you feel happier because you're, almost able, you're able to absorb more in your brain. That's how the chemistry works. So when you're, when you're releasing endorphins and then you're, the reuptake of serotonin is greater, those two things combined, you are literally happier when you're finished working out. It's just... That's a physiological fact I was referring to in the beginning of, of the podcast with myself. So you're, you're, you feel so amazing and so accomplished and so good. And then, you know, working out not only provides those, those happy feelings, but you're, you're obviously you're changing your body composition. So it's important to have a combination of cardio and strength training. Now, now cardio is great. You can never over cardio but you can you cannot just only do cardio and the reason why is because cardio burns calories while you're doing cardio as soon as you step off the treadmill as soon as you stop working out as soon as you stop doing whatever cardio that you were doing your body stops burning calories and your metabolism goes back to its original form now with weight training strength training and increasing your muscle mass your body is not only burning calories while you're working out, but now you continue to burn calories even at a resting rate. So while you're sleeping, you're still burning calories, more calories than you were when you were not lifting weights. So the reason why is because the more muscle mass we have on our body, the more calories our body burns at a resting rate. So it's, it, that's why it's so important to have a combination of both cardio and strength training because you're getting quicker, quicker results and longer lasting results. Not only you want to look, you, you, nobody wants to look skinny fat. And a lot of times, unfortunately, for many generations before us, females were afraid to lift weights because they thought it was going to make them look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So they did a lot of aerobics. So aerobic videos became very popular. But then you had this group of individuals who stuck to that routine and they, they remained in this unhealthy state where they were cardioing themselves to death and not getting the results they wanted because they had this untoned jiggly parts of their body because they never incorporated weights. So it's very, very important to have a combination of both, to have that lean, strong, toned, healthy look, not only for the way it looks, but because of the fact that it's going to attack your metabolism in a different way as well. So working out is, if, if, I, I always say I don't have an addictive personality, 
you know, I, I think I tried cigarettes once or twice when I was a kid. No, thanks. You know, I'm, I've, I've never done drugs. I just, I don't have like an addictive personality, but I'm addicted to working out a hundred percent. The way that I would likely say the way that you're addicted to your business and to, to creating such an epic business, I'm addicted to working out because of how incredible it makes me feel. And I really like how I look naked. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for explaining that and breaking it down for everyone. That's super powerful. And yeah, I mean, I can see that. I can see the difference in how I feel after I work out and how, um, obviously I'm committed to this program, but even without your support, I can see myself actually craving doing certain exercises and that strength that I've now started to build. And I know that a lot of people, like you've been said to me, a lot of people are, are obsessed with what it says on the scale. But I think that, like you said, it's not as black and white in that because you're as black and white as that, because you're building muscle and muscle weighs more than fat. Correct. 100%. See, Emily, you're, you should be the one teaching it now. You tell them, girl. <laughs> totally. So, at, but I am going to talk about weight because I know everyone loves to know. Um, so at this point, at the time that we're recording it, I've lost almost 10 pounds in 30 days, which is amazing. And I know you were saying that it's normal to be at about two pounds of weight loss per week. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So now we're going to be, we're doing two more weeks of the first phase, and then we move into the second phase. So we'll chat more about that on the next episode in this series. But is there anything that you can share with people that we haven't yet covered in terms of best practices, just a bullet point list for people who are just getting started on this journey, maybe, maybe in the first 30 days, and they're wondering what your most successful clients are doing to get results? You know, I always like to give the tip that when you're going to the grocery store, try to stay out of the aisles. If you can find yourself going into the grocery store and going around the outside of the aisles for everything that you need, you're on the right path. When you start picking up your food from the aisles, that's where you're going to really start to have trouble because that's packaged, not fresh, filled with preservatives, a lot of chemicals and, and fake products that you're going to be consuming. If you can go to the grocery store and start eating whole, real, fresh fruits and vegetables and lean proteins, stay around the outside of the grocery store, you're, you're probably going to be, you're probably going to be in really good shape. And just, to, just to remember that you can truly do anything you put your mind to find out what your goal is, get real serious about it. Look yourself in the mirror choose a, a realistic, attainable goal, write it down and tell yourself every single day that you can do it because you can do anything you put your mind to. Amazing. And on the, on our episodes with our incredible guest, Lisa, I normally ask one final question. So I'd love to know your answer. What is one way people can create a life that's better than their dreams? What is one way people can create a life that's better than their dreams? I think that's to chase your dreams and to be open to them changing along the path. Because sometimes we can't even imagine what our best life is. But when you start to be courageous and willing to chase your dreams and to be open for them to be changing along the way and still continue to chase them, I think, I think new doors open that may have never opened had you not just taken that first step. Thank you. Love it. 
So we're obviously going to be back with a few more episodes along my personal fitness journey, but where can people find you in the meantime, Lisa? Follow me on Instagram. It's the easiest and quickest way. Um, If you don't have Instagram, you can follow me on Facebook as well. Lisa Bodenberg. Uh, You can also go to libertybellfitness.com and just check out some of some of my amazing client results and, and download a free, um, morning success routine. So it's going to be a real quick way for you to get your mind right, set yourself up for success, and also set your body up for burning, um, get your metabolism burning for the rest of the day. So it's a, a little a little gift that I like to give out to people to get them started on their journey to the best version of themselves. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Lisa. I can't wait for the next few episodes to share even more results and tips with our audience. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. So proud of you. Can't wait to see the next step in your journey. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it. And if you are interested in working with Lisa personally, reach out to her via her website and tell her that we sent you and that you heard about her on the I Heart My Life show. And when you do that and sign up for her one-on-one program, you will qualify for a special bonus through I Heart My Life. And make sure to tune in over the next month or two to hear more about my weight loss journey and my journey towards health, fitness, more energy. Lisa and I are taking it behind the scenes of the next 30 and 60 days in my weight loss plan. So I'll see you then. Bye. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.